Good evening, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for joining me. We have some recruiting news to discuss. So let's do that, shall we? Let's go. We talk about respect. We talk about respect around the country. One thing that we want more than anything else is respect. Welcome to the Always Irish Show. A whole lot of Notre Dame football and a little bit of everything else. That's right. Welcome back. Welcome in to a John's not in the best mood edition of the Always Irish Show. Thank you for joining me. Many of you know how this is going to go. So let's get the propers out of the way so I could just do my thing. Okay. YouTube, obviously, Always Irish. Type it in on the little picture box in front of you. Always Irish, you'll find me there. Twitter, at JKZND4. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Those are all brought to you in part by Big Heads Media. Like, subscribe, review, share, write mean comments. Quite frankly, I don't care what you do, but I do appreciate the interaction. So... One note before I get started, something good. Actually, I have two things good to talk about tonight. I know some of you aren't going to believe it. I got two good pieces of news. Here's number one. If you're interested in college football YouTube shows, you know Pigskin Pete. Good guy, friend of the show. I've been on his show. Good dude. Well, here's the deal. Him and I have been talking, and starting in early June... We are going to do a a combined crossover show. We're still working on a name for it, but it's going to be me and him together. We're going to do it the same time every week through the summer. He's going to post it on his channel. I'm going to post it on my channel. We're going to combine the best of both worlds so that you guys have more content. So he and I are coming up with ideas, coming up with names, logos, that kind of stuff. We're really excited about it. And the best part is, this is not in lieu of anything else. So you're still going to get all the stuff you get from Pigskin Pete. You're still going to get all the stuff I do. And on top of it, you're going to get this combined show coming out once a week. So we want to find things we agree on, find things we disagree on. Just talk about whatever's going on in football. So I'll keep you posted as that plan evolves. But the beginning of June, look out for it. So we'll be coming at you with more details as they emerge. Good news. While the bulk of what I'm going to talk about in this episode, you know where it's going and you know that I'm not in a good mood about it. In the midst of all that, Notre Dame did not totally strike out today. They did get a verbal commitment from four-star corner Philip Riley. Here's the deal. If you follow Notre Dame, you know corner's always a concern for Notre Dame. We always seem to have trouble recruiting enough of them. You can never have too many of them, especially if they can actually play. Or in Notre Dame's case, turn around and look for the ball. That's what would count as being able to play as a cornerback at Notre Dame. Now, I know we've had some that are good, Julian I know all that. 
but I just can't get out of my mind all those years where our guys just never turned around. You can't defend something you're not turning around to see. Anyways, four-star Philip Riley. That's a good get, a get that a lot of people in the know, Nathan Erbach, my recruiting guy that I rely on for information and reliable information that I trust. This is a big get, a good get. It's just kind of frustrating. It comes on a day where a lot of Notre Dame fans like me aren't in a good mood. So I'm so, I'm sorry about that part of it. Um, this commitment's good. It's a position of need, quality player. Love to have it. Welcome aboard. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to be annoyed and mad about the other part. Okay? So welcome aboard, though. We need it. We can never have enough good corners. So I hope the kid's good. Let's, let's get it. Okay? So that is some good news today. Now, let's get in let's get into the bulk of this, shall we? So, here here's the deal. So, the news of the day is that Will Shipley has committed to Dabo Sweeney and Clemson. Okay? Now, I if you're watching this, I probably don't have to tell you to go back a couple episodes and watch the half-hour show I did on how important I think the Will Shipley Will Shipley recruitment is slash was for Notre Dame. What it meant existentially, big picture, more than just one kid, what it could represent moving forward. I did that show a couple weeks ago. Fast forward to now and today, Will Shipley commits to Clemson, okay? So here's the first thing I'm going to say. And this is probably going to disappoint people or surprise some people. I don't know. If you thought you clicked on this video to see me rail on this kid, you came to the wrong channel. If you thought you were going to come here and have me rail on the coaching staff for Notre Dame, you came to the wrong channel. I don't think either one of those responses is appropriate, especially the one against the kid. Will Shipley could go wherever he feels comfortable. I have no problem with this kid. Nobody should. So, he needs to go where him and his family are most comfortable. He made that decision and did it. I have no ill will towards him whatsoever. I wish him well, except when he plays against Notre Dame. I hope he, we shut him down. Other than that, nobody should have anything bad to say to this kid. He's making the decision he's most comfortable with. So I have nothing bad to say about Will Shipley whatsoever. On to the Notre Dame staff. This is good and bad. It's good because I know they were working this really hard. I know this was their top priority on the board. I know the time Lance Taylor and these guys have put in to recruiting Will Shipley. So that's good to know all that, that how hard they tried and pushed. It's also depressing because the rich get richer and Clemson has talent after talent after talent, adds more talent. And we threw all our eggs into this basket and you struck out. Okay? So that's the give and the take. So I have not a bad word to say about Will Shipley. Wish him the best. Kidneys ago where he's most comfortable was Notre Dame. Fine. No problem with that. Do your thing. Nobody should have a problem with that. I don't understand people that do. He's a kid. He can go wherever he wants. That's fine. Wish him well. And with the staff, I know this was their top priority, so I can't say they didn't try. 
So that's not a complaint of mine either. So where I'm coming from is I have no problem with the kid. Not going to blame Notre Dame staff. I'm just frustrated it didn't work out. Is that okay? I'm just frustrated it didn't work out. That's all. I thought the kid was a good Notre Dame fit. It didn't work out. I'm frustrated and mad about it. Doesn't mean I'm mad at the kid. Doesn't mean I think the staff didn't try hard. I'm just mad that it didn't work out. That's all. Is anybody out there going to tell me that's wrong or not okay? I don't understand. Now, I've been asked why I seem to be taking this particular situation harder than other recruiting losses we've had where we finished second. I can't even imagine how many trophies would be in the case if we created a team for all the recruits we finished second for. Trophy case would be full. But here we are, okay? So... Why this was such a big deal to me was I thought this kid was uniquely a good fit for Notre Dame, an exceptionally good fit. I explained in the previous video, Notre Dame's casting a smaller net as a pool for recruits, okay, with the academics, with everything else. Notre Dame can offer and seriously consider less really good athletic top-level players than some other schools. I'm not saying we're better than them or what worse than them, nothing. It's just a fact. We recruit differently and it's hard, okay? So my position is when you find kids that do fit all the Notre Dame boxes, good grades, good family, and an elite athlete, those are the kids Notre Dame needs to get because you already know you're not going to get the bulk of these hat flippers on signing day. You're not. We're not in that game. We're not going to get them, so forget it. What you got to get are the smart kids with good families that are also good players. That's Notre Dame's niche. Once you start losing out on the top-end guys on hat flip day and from the pool of the smaller pool of smart kids, good athletes, good family, no red, red flags, all that stuff, that's where it really starts to get me because that's a double strike. Already all the other kids we can't touch and then this too. So it's a big blow to me personally. It just is. I'm sorry. It just is. It's not going to change. So recap. I have no problem with the decision or the kid. He could do what he feels comfortable with. I wish him well. I know the staff tried hard. This was a high priority. Didn't work out. I'm not going to blame them either. I am simply frustrated it didn't work out because I thought this could be a turning point, a momentum point, a rallying point. Skyrocket that class to where Brian Kelly says he wants to magically get in recruiting. We'll get to that later. Okay. So I'm just simply frustrated it didn't work out. And nobody's going to tell me that's wrong to feel. And if you do, I'll tell you I don't care what you say. Okay? So, I don't have a problem with those two things. Here's what I do have a problem with. Okay? I have a real big problem with the participation trophies and ribbons being handed out because the staff tried to recruit a kid hard. 
I already said in the last video, you don't get a lollipop for trying on the recruiting trail. This is the one part of this I do have a major problem with. You don't get extra credit for doing your job. Your job at Notre Dame is to recruit the highest and best players you could get that could get the grades and are good athletes and aren't going to get in trouble. That's your job. I am not going to sit here and give you extra credit for doing your job. That is expected. So many people, oh, the staff tried so hard. Give them a hand clap. No, they did their job. That is expected. I don't come to my job, do my duties, and then expect and accept these accolades of, yeah, well, you didn't really do that great of a job or totally get this project done, but you tried. So that's, you know, good job. You tried. No. So that I have a problem with. The baseline expectation at Notre Dame should be you're working your ass off recruiting every single day. You do not get extra credit or a bouquet or a lollipop or a Capri Sun or a pat on the booty for trying. That's to be expected. So stop telling me that I should just be glad the staff did their job and tried to recruit a great player. Not gonna happen. That is expected as a baseline that you're doing that to the most of your abilities every single day. That's the part I have a problem with. And I've seen it all day on Twitter. Oh, well, I know how hard they tried. It's okay. No, that is to be expected. And recruiting is a 100% win, 100% fail situation. Okay? Never confuse effort with results. I'm going to repeat. Never confuse effort with results. Those are two different things. Okay? So I expect that you... What am I supposed to... Oh, the staff tried so hard to get them. What? As if they wouldn't? Like, I don't understand what that means. That's expected. That's your job. That's your job to try hard. People are acting like it's an extra credit project. You're supposed to do that. You get paid a ton of money at Notre Dame to do that. You don't get extra credit, especially when you don't land the kid. That's definitely not the time to bring up the effort is when you don't land a kid. So that's the part I have a problem with. There's no lollipops on the recruiting trail. You get a kid or you don't. You land him, he's making plays for you, or he's making plays against you. Bottom line. So that's the one part of this I have a problem with. Congratulations, you tried. So listen, use any excuse you want to make yourself feel better little fragile Notre Dame fans. I'm so fragile. Use whatever excuse you want that makes you feel better when you lay down tonight. Use distance. You know, the, the word is that him and his family are close to uh, proximity to Clemson. That was a big deal. Go ahead. Use that all you want. Oh, the corona. Everybody was supposed to take visits to Notre Dame. That messed everything up. Totally agree. It is what it is. Messed up every, everybody's life plans. Use that excuse if you want. Use whatever you need to get through the night and feel fine. Go ahead and do it. Just 
Life's too short. We're all going through too much crap right now. If you got to go to one of those excuses to make you feel better, and I'm not saying they're not accurate excuses. Some excuses are valid excuses, but they're still excuses. So whatever you want to tell yourself to feel less bad about this, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. But at the end of the day, the kid's going to be making plays against us in 2022 and 2023, not for us. So make all the excuses you want to make yourself feel better. Recruiting's, it's just win, fail, win, loss. There, there's no, there is no in between. You either totally win or totally lose. Okay. So that's the deal. But tell yourself whatever you need to, to feel better. I don't care. I'm not telling you how to think and feel. I'm just telling you how I think and feel. The other thing is, the point of this show was never to make you feel good. Get that through your minds too. Most of you already have if you've been here a long time. A part of the mission statement of this show was never, John's going to sit there and make you feel good about Notre Dame. That is not my mission here. I just tell you the truth from where I sit, from the information I have, as somebody who loves Notre Dame. That's all, that's all, but I am not here to make you feel good. That's not the point of this. It never was, it's never gonna be. I hope I entertain you along the way, but but I'm, my goal is not to make you feel good, okay? So this stuff sucks to talk about, but it's reality. And so from where we are right now, where exactly is, I got two questions for you. One is, where is that path to that top five, six, seven recruiting class? Brian Kelly specifically said he was targeting and they were going to change things around and they thought they could do this. What is the path to getting to that ranking now? Looking at the offer list and what, tell me, what is the path, the realistic path without Will Shipley to get into that five to 10. I I don't know where it is, but the chances of it actually happening went down significantly today, not getting Will Shipley. Okay, so that's one question I have is, and that's not John making it up that I think we should be number five in recruiting. How do we get there? That's Brian Kelly saying that was the goal. So I'm just asking about his own plan. How exactly are we gonna get there? Here's number two question for you is, and there's no sarcasm here. This is a genuine, honest question. If Clemson's already better than you and has more talent than you, which I don't think is questionable, nobody could question that, in my opinion. If they're already better than you and have more talent than you, and then they're landing your top offensive target, what is the path for you to be able to catch up to Clemson? under that scenario, under the facts that have happened. I'm asking that like that's philosophically, that's what I'm struggling with here. You're already behind them. They're already better than you. They already beat you bad last time you played them. They're getting boatloads of talent and then they're getting your top offensive target. What exactly then is the theory of how we're going to magically close this gap that exists talent-wise between us and that team. Under this, these circumstances, I 
don't really see how it's possible. Tell me if I'm wrong. They're already better than you, and they're getting the players you wanted. So how are you going to catch up to them? Or even be able to just play good and beat them one night, not be better than them overall, whatever, whatever. I struggle with this. That's why it was a big deal to me. Like I said before, you got to win small battles before you can expect to win a war. This was one of those battles. It was. It was. And we didn't win it. So what's your next plan? That's the other issue. Notre Dame was pretty much all in on Will Shipley for the running back for this class. Now that's out. Now what are you going to do? Right? Now you got to backtrack, go back to some lower kid, lower ranked kids and act like they're your first choice, you know, and whatever, I, whatever. Like, I just don't see how you close the gap when that's how you're operating. Because here's how I see it. For Brian Kelly to get where he wants to get in recruiting and for us all to get where we want to get in recruiting, I think you need two things. One is you need some marquee wins. The, the teams that end up at the top, you got to have some eye-opening wins. Win a game nobody expects you to win. Get some kids to pay attention to you that normally wouldn't, but then you upset somebody and they go, whoa, maybe I need to take a look at that. What do they got going over there? So you need some of those wins to unlock access to a lot of these kids that want to play for elite winning programs. Not 10-2. and two, elite winning programs not beat 10 teams we're better than lose to the only ones equal or better than us every year that ain't what i'm talking about i'm talking about elite level eye-opening wins that's one thing you need to get to be in that top tier that notre dame wants to get to so so that's the first thing. You know, Notre Dame's firmly in that second tier, right? Under the elites, okay? That's where they are, which is solid, but it can't plateau there. There needs to be a path to get past it, okay? And so to get into that first elite tier, you need a couple things. Elite eye-opening marquee wins, which we do not have, have not had, okay? That's one. Or... You got to start stealing some of these elite recruits from some of these other programs whenever you can to try and close the gap. What you can't do is neither of the above and expect to move up. You can't lose every marquee game you play and then lose your biggest recruiting battles to your rivals and then expect to close the gap. That's just not going to work. It, there's, it, logically, it can't work. So you can't do neither of those two. Lose every one of your big marquee games and not get any of these, win any of these coin flip big recruiting battles with the team you're trying to catch up to. There's no path if that's what you're doing. There is no path. Those can't be the way because there's no path doing that. Take a look at those ultra elite, the top, you know, four or five teams that always seem to be up there recently. Winning breeds more winning. When you win at elite level like Ohio State does for all these years, you 
it unlocks access to all these elite kids. Winning breeds winning. That's why some of these programs stick around at the top for a while. Look where Clemson is. Look where Alabama is. Look at where Ohio State is. Those teams have won at an elite level, and now they're recruiting at an elite level. And for all of them, it's almost on autopilot. You got to find a way to get yourself there somehow, some way. Winning some of these smaller individual recruiting battles against those teams you're trying to catch is one way to chip away at the mountain, right? So it's just frustrating it didn't happen. I know the staff tried hard. Will Shipley, I have nothing against him. He went where he's most comfortable. Nobody can really complain with going to Clemson right now. Seriously, look at what they have going, okay? So I have no problems there. I'm just frustrated that it didn't work out when I thought it would be a really good fit and beneficial for everybody involved. That's all. I don't blame the staff for it. I don't blame the kid for it. I'm just frustrated because it would be an opportunity to build this momentum, chip away at the talent gap, all that kind of stuff. So I'm just frustrated. That's it. And so a couple things that, that I want to finish out on. Number one is, and this is already happening, and you people are idiots. As upset as you can all tell I am about this, the last thing Always Irish is ever going to do is tweet to Will Shipley, hey, I hope you tear your ACL. I hope you ride the bench. Notre Dame people, what are you doing? You, tweeting at a recruit is creepy no matter what, positive or negative. I've never done it. I think it's creepy. So positive or negative, that's weird. But if you're supposed to be this Notre Dame fan and and morals and values is all a part of it, how are you going to tell this kid you've never met that wants to go play for a great program in Clemson, he sucks and you hope he tears his ACL and all this stuff? Be better than that. So that's one thing. Don't be a creep and go after this kid. Grow up. You would never, ever, ever have the guts to do that to Will Shipley if you saw him in the same room as you. But because you're behind your computer typing, you feel free to tell him you hope he tears his ACL. You're an idiot. So that's number one. Don't be stupid. Don't tweet at the kid. Let him live his life. Number two. I do not understand. I get all worked up about this stuff. Inevitably, a bunch of alleged diehard Notre Dame fans tweet at me, you can't let recruiting bother you. And I can't believe that that where a 17-year-old decides to go to school affects your mood. That's so pathetic. I 100% do not understand or agree with that philosophy. Here's why. Those same people get upset when Notre Dame loses a game on a Saturday or they get excited when Notre Dame wins a game on a Saturday, right? So I don't understand. Who do you think is comprising the team that you're either excited about or disappointed or upset about on Saturdays? It's these recruits. So how are you going to tell me to care about the results on Saturday but not care about the players we're getting 
that makes those results on Saturday. It makes no sense. You can't separate recruiting from the actual season and games. They're connected. So when these people say it doesn't make sense to get mad at recruiting losses, you, that, that makes no sense. You can't do that. To me, that position makes no sense. It's perfectly logical for me to care about the players that are going to end up on this team or not. That's what determines whether we're happy or sad on Saturdays. Okay? That's the meal. You can't tell me I can't have an opinion on the ingredients going into the meal. But then you're going to serve me the meal. It's all connected. It's all connected. So I don't understand anybody who could tell me not to worry about recruiting, but they're watching the games on Saturday. If you care about the results of the games on Saturdays in the fall, by default, you care about recruiting. It's really short-sighted to just not pay attention to that at all. And then just whoever's on the team, thats I'm just going to tune in on Saturday in the beginning of September and, and root for it. It's perfectly natural to care if your team's getting good players or not. So I totally don't understand that theory. Logically, it makes no fundamental sense to me. So if you want to do the it's just one kid lighten up, not that big of a deal routine, go ahead, do it. I'm not telling anybody else how to think or feel. Just telling you what I think and feel, okay? So I, you could do whatever you want. But for me, this kind of stuff does matter. And, and this particular case was a new, uniquely good Notre Dame fit. And I'm very frustrated for a myriad of reasons it didn't work out. That's it. That's it. Okay. And so my overall question is, if you're losing out on these kind of fits, how are you going to execute Brian Kelly's magical, mythical plan of recruiting at an elite level and getting into that top five, six, seven, eight region. Okay. If you're swinging and missing on these type type of kids that check all your boxes, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm genuinely asking what is the realistic path then to accomplishing that recruiting goal? I'm struggling to find the answer to that question. And that's furthering my frustration with this situation. Okay? I don't blame the staff. I don't blame Will Shipley. I hope he's happy at Clemson, has a good career and good life. Okay? I'm just asking, where's the path? How are you going to get to where you're closing that gap in recruiting? Winning the biggest games on your schedule would help a lot. People underestimate. You start winning some of those games. Kids are going to look at you and open their door to you and answer their phone that wouldn't be for. Okay? But then again, chicken or the egg? Egg or the chicken? Because to win one of those games, you're not supposed to win against a team better than you. It helps to have players like Will Shipley. Right? So that's the real task. How do you take what you have now, get a couple of those wins, to give you easier access to some of these players? It's hard to do, but that's where Notre Dame's at right now. 
and you would hate to see this plateau out at 10 and 2 every year. Beat the 10 you're better than, the two where it's competitive or they're better than you, losses. That's what you got to prevent against is this plat 10 and 2 plateau that's going to drive everybody nuts. Okay? So I don't know how you get there. I know the staff's trying hard. I know all that. I'm just frustrated with this particular end result. That's all. Okay? So let me know what you think. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let's talk about it. Have a good night.